0: Around eight kilometers west of Kampala lies the neighborhood of Masanafu. Rust colored dust covers the roads that branch out in all directions. You are driving in the wrong direction. Please turn around. This is the kind of place where Google Maps keeps telling you to make a U-turn. And if you really want to get to where you're going, you need to speak to the locals for directions. Old school. But in the heart of this dusty neighborhood, the youth are bringing the new school. If you reach in Masana and
1: you ask Faces Up, you don't ask old people where Faces Up is because they don't know it. You ask young people or children.
0: They are the ones who are able to bring you to where I am. This is Ibrahim Bahati speaking about Faces Up an organization which is definitely part of this new school. Ibrahim is one of the Mastercard Foundation Scholars Program alumni who is making this podcast. He is a charming young Ugandan who, for this episode, spent time in Masanafu, speaking to young people who are harnessing their artistic dreams, passions and talents at Faces Up. What became clear to him was that passions like art and creativity are valuable and can create opportunities for young hustlers. They provided service of art, like drawing,
1: and they also help these young kids, involving the talent of art. But also, this is not the only thing which they do. They
0: provide a space where these kids can be themselves. But if you ask Ibrahim, it goes far deeper than merely providing a safe space in which to be creative. What they symbolize is
1: independence and resilience. They also symbolize liberation. Because those are unstripped part of our known and unknown selves that really make us who we are. They are those engravings that touch on our specific personas, attitudes, and characters that bring out the part of ourselves that are not there in the public realm to be able to see.
0: This podcast is generally about youth livelihoods, about how young people are making a living, and this episode is too. But it is more than that, because young Africans, like everyone else, deserve more than just to get by. We aren't only motivated by money. We also want to live, to express ourselves, to be creative. This is a story of beauty and resilience, with art at its core. You're listening to Hustling the African Dream, and I'm your host, Sylvia A. In this episode, our innovative hustler goes by the name of Sekito Kalule Emmanuel. Emmanuel is the founder of Faces Up Uganda, a youth led non profit community based organization where art and children come together. Since its inception in 2016, Emmanuel has been inspiring the next generation of hustlers by supporting their natural born talents and interests.
2: I've always believed it's very empowering uh, to appreciate the opportunities and the potential of children and young people. And with the understanding of how much the organizations have impact, but also how their name contribute
0: to the impact that they create. These young creatives were discovering that names are an important part of our identity. And this is also true for the names we choose for our organizations. So where does the name Faces Up come from? And what does it have to do with the youth?
2: I didn't want to be someone to name the organization such demeaning, disempowering names. When you hear faces up, you may think it's a design agency. <laughs> you may think it's it's a fashion house or something. But but again, it's just a statement. Faces up. It's it's reminding young people to face in the direction of what they want to aspire to become. So it's their heads have to be in the direction of the things that want to 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 achieve. Because if when you look into the direction of something that you want, it's the only opportunity that you have to get that thing. So. First up, is just a statement, actually, don't even take it as a name, but it's just reminding young people to face in the direction of the things that they want to achieve.
0: This idea started with just one of these faces, a child in the community whose parents couldn't afford school fees. Today, the organization has grown to support around 90 young people. And it all started in 2016 when Emmanuel was finishing up a bachelor's degree in industrial fine arts at Makera University. And he thought to himself, what could I do with this degree to make an impact? I had the interest for children. And I remember in
2: 2016, I did a lot of volunteering before I started this organization. And all the time that I had the opportunity to interact with children, I always saw how passionate they were, but also how optimistic they were about the things that I wanted to do.
0: Emmanuel noticed that the children were passionate about their art and what they had created. But they lacked something to help them turn their skills and passion into something more. And
2: I'm wondering, now if these young people that are really passionate about art are losing it, they don't even know what they want with their art, why not support them to harness their skills, to see that art is a career, art is a direction, and art is a tool that they can use to empower themselves, but also their community. So for me... That, that, that actually gave us the nature of the organizations. How do we tap into the potential of young people using art as a mobilization tool, but also art as a platform for them to come together, be in the presence of each other, uh, interact with one another, but also have the opportunity to create something for themselves.
0: Emmanuel found that the kids responded well to his message. Like him, they saw the opportunities in art, creativity and self-expression but the world around them didn't necessarily agree. They met opposition. For example, in the education system that favors certain passions like academics or sport, and it discourages others like art. And I see in this kind
2: of, of, of shift right now that we are in, everyone is, is seeing that education should not be about academics. They should be in consideration for the individuality and the
0: potential of each and every person. And this is something that Faces Up takes to heart. Even though they are centred around art, they don't push their students into a career of art, but rather use the creative process as a tool to uncover what truly inspires each individual and then develop those passions. So for me, I feel
2: like uh, it is very important to tear our education to the needs of the young people, not using the same kind of frame. Our vision is to inspire young people to do what inspires them. And art is a tool that we use. We use art to bring them together. And from this conversation that we have, we then discover what kind of interest that these children have and what kind of skill sets. So once we discover this, then we offer tailored support so for us we're just pushing them to push onto what they want to push and this space so much happens and all that happens is depending on the interest of that person Mm -hmm. We don't tell them all you guys should be artists Mm -hmm. We just say all of you have the opportunity to use art to discover what you want once you discover that let us support you to become that Mm -hmm. and that's what we do and so much that we do is how do we tear our support to the needs of that person
0: Faces Up Uganda is based on the idea that art can help children and youth develop social emotional learning skills, overcome trauma, and raise funds for their education. They offer free art workshops and mentorship to children and youth from all backgrounds. They also sell art prints and merchandise to raise funds for their programs. And there is enough to do. To really appreciate the scale of what Emmanuel is trying to achieve, you first need to consider Uganda by the numbers. Uganda has a population of 44.3 million people. 41% live in poverty, and almost half the entire population is under 15 years old. Though only 53% of children complete primary education, one out of every seven children in Uganda is an orphan. That's 3.5 million children without families. I don't want to sit around and wait. Uganda has one of the youngest populations in the world, and most of them lack sufficient support to thrive in their communities. Faces Up has reached over 7,000 young people and paid for 87 children's school fees. Young people have reported feeling more confident, more connected to their community and hopeful about their future after participating in these programs.
1: Now the kid knows that there is something that can save them. Their talent, their passion for art, at the end of the day,
0: came to save the day, right? Art is a process, not a product at Faces Up. Art is a tool that young people can use to explore and grow their passions. Faces Up has an online store that sells some of their students' art pieces. And the proceeds from those sales go back into investing into the children by paying their school fees, funding art materials and covering medical bills that their parents can't afford to cover. And one of the beneficiaries of this project is the second Ibrahim in this story. Ibrahim Thailis.
3: I'm a young creative entrepreneur um, who has a dream of combining creativity, innovation and risk-taking to come up with uh, solutions for my community using these different digital means.
0: Ibrahim is 20 years old and has been through the Faces Up program. His life has been characterized by trauma, and his story is a story of tragedy. One that started even before he was born.
3: My story, I think, starts very, very long ago when my mom was actually a young girl. My mom um, was victimized by war.
0: The Ugandan government has been at war with militant group the Laws Resistance Army or LRA since the late 1980s. Certain areas were more affected by the war with Northern Uganda being the main battlefield. It is estimated that the war has resulted in more than 100,000 deaths, between 60,000 to 100,000 children were abducted and over 2.5 million civilians were displaced between 1987 and 2012.
3: So. As a result of the war, she lost her parents and her family got got um, how do I call it? They broke off the whole family. Some of the the, the the brothers went to different parts and they couldn't see them anymore. And this was like a start of something very traumatic, and it has passed on to this generation of me, their children. How? After all that consequence of the family breaking up uh, and the war was coming to an end, immediately the father her father actually decided she could be she would go off and get married to a certain gentleman because she had stopped schooling. Um, there was nothing else for her except going for marriage.
0: At the age of sixteen, Ibrahim's mother married a 36-year-old man from another district.
3: In only one year, she was pregnant and had to give birth to our firstborn.
0: But soon afterwards, his mother decided to leave the marriage and set off for Kampala to find a new life for herself and her child.
3: That's how she came to the city. Without any connections, without any what, without any room that is renting here, just came to Kampali and say, I'm running out of this. I'm going to start my own thing at 17 with a, with a child. My mom could always go and was working as a hawk, you know, okay. Sold food, local foods, Nakati, Tula those things. So she had to work every now and then to make meet for us.
0: Ibrahim's mother became ill and could not afford their rent any longer. Ibrahim and his siblings were separated and displaced, just like his mother's family had been because of the war. It was as if history was repeating itself.
3: The same thing that happened. I was, I was given to one of our neighbors to take care of me by my brothers. And both of them now also went and started living with people that I didn't knew at the time. All our things that were had in the house were shared, you know. It was a very traumatic thing.
0: But then, suddenly, Ibrahim's life took a turn.
3: Actually, something happened in my life that was like an eye-opener to me. It was during... 2017, when I just joined secondary. Emmanuel and Faces Up came to our school. I was at a school called Child Promotion High School. It was my first year of secondary. So they came, uh, told us they were going to to, to take us through a mentorship program. Uh, And um, we we had no classes that evening. I remember very well. I uh, we went to the main hall and this gentleman came, his group faces up, told us about the work they do and how this, this, um, this session was going to benefit all of us.
0: Ibrahim decided to check out the organization and before long, he found himself with access to a different world.
3: So started going to their office over time and got exposed to art. What got exposed to these things of technology. Remember, he could sometimes give me access and his laptop, spend time with his laptop, just watching videos, doing stuff. So for me, something that happened, that, that thing that happened was, it opened my mind to the vast opportunities.
0: Ibrahim finally had an outlet where he could channel his passions and creativity. And when you combine this with a little bit of hustle, amazing things can happen.
3: When I started learning about how these social media platforms work and how digital uh, digital technology can impact the community, I started uh, I started uh, a streaming or a broadcasting channel Facebook. So that thing, that, that channel used to broadcast uh, news. In our local area, but the news was more influenced by politicians because at the time politicians were more in the news. So we could go and I could go and broadcast videos of these people campaigning, uh, doing different stuff. Eventually, the 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 the, the, the channel went went how I, Went viral. Went viral and it had more than hundred thousand people. Following and interacting with the content I was putting, just on my phone. Right now, I'm starting of running a startup uh, project growing a media agency called Creative Brands Agency. Uh, I've made connections, made connections with different people in these online spaces, um, people that come to Faces of. uh, I've I've also created a team of people, of fellow young people that are passionate about these things. We've not yet so far gotten anything. Money, what? But at least we're seeing something, like we're seeing a window, through a window to our future. We're like, we can, can take advantage of these things, you know, create a better future for all.
0: And maybe that is a better description for anything for what Faces Up can do. Open windows through which kids and young people can see a future for themselves. Kids like Makano Shadrach. Makano is another faces up member with trauma of his own. Uganda has the largest refugee population in all of Africa. More than one million refugees seek asylum in Uganda, and Makano is one of them. Makano is a young Congolese refugee who was forced to leave his home when he lost his parents just after finishing school. So,
4: let me tell you a little bit of my story so that you can understand even my art. So, it was in 2018. I was just at school like every other kid, and I was studying and I got my state degree, but just after two months, I lost my parents and I found my, I couldn't (laughs) remain there, so I found myself in Uganda.
0: And it was here, in Uganda, that Makano found Faces Up, and his journey into self-expression began.
4: I started feeling like I have to express myself, because I started believing like the society was trying to tell me something, the society was trying to express itself, and I felt like it was my responsibility to reply to the society, and that's why I started arts. Because I, I believe that arts is a voice. Arts is a voice, and it's a loud voice, actually louder than my normal voice. So I wanted to express myself, and that's how I started arts.
0: Makano believes that society speaks and he feels like it's his role as an artist to reply. This is what inspires his entire practice. Makano is catching the eye of both critics and admirers because of his ultra hyper realistic drawings. One of his latest series, entitled Timeless, is based on historic icons that inspire him.
4: I want to tell some less told story, stories and using my arts. Many people believe that these people are just dead and their stories, it's done for them. But for me, I don't believe that. I believe these people are still living through our actions, through, so they are still there. I believe they're still there. And if you can, you can think very well, you realize that these people are still there because their impact in the community
0: Makano uses words, phrases and poetry to create his artwork. But if you look at one of his drawings, it's hard to see the words. It's as if the words have morphed and become the lines, shades and features of a portrait.
4: So what I write, I do a lot of research about the person. I hear the speeches, I read quotes, biography, Everything I can find about the person, I just write. And after writing, you can read everything when the artwork is still in process. But when I finish the artwork, you can almost read nothing, anything anymore. I believe those words become more powerful and more important and more deep actually when they are in their absence.
0: And it isn't only about self-expression for Makano, it's also about healing.
4: Also, it's helped me a lot because I have been, I, I had so many thoughts, and sometimes I could, I could even think about killing myself. Yeah, after after losing my parents, everything changed when I couldn't, I couldn't. I don't know if if it wasn't art, I don't know even if if Makano could still alive. Mm, Maybe I could be dead already.
0: Makano's art has helped heal the trauma of his past. It has helped express his true self. But since this show really is about livelihoods. We gotta ask another question. Can art support his future?
4: I love arts. That's the truth. I love arts and I can do it. I have been doing it for free because I, all I wanted from arts is just to express myself. But now I got, I started getting challenges. I wanted to have some money because I started growing older and <laughs> not everything they can do at home, and also I I've been living with my sisters, and they say you 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 now you grew up, and you have to start bringing something. You are not a kid anymore. And they were right, and now start earning money from arts. Was the Biggest challenge I I, I got from art. Yes, I I, I love art, but having that opportunity to get something from it wasn't easy. But actually, I at the end of the day, I just find faces up, and I was about to give up art and just find a job there where I could be working and and get some money. Then in the night I do my arts. So I wanted to be a part-time artist. And I think I could fail because I love arts. I could just fail. But fortunately, I made Faces Up before taking that, that stupid decision.
0: Faces Up has been a source of inspiration for many youths in Uganda. It has provided for the less fortunate, mentored the youth, and capitalized art for its rehabilitative purposes. Hustlers like Emmanuel aren't hustling for their own benefit. Instead, he is interested in passing down his knowledge and his passion so that the youth can find their futures through art. One man's hustle is inspiring many. On the dusty outskirts of Kampala, Art is not a destination. It's a journey where young hustlers learn to believe in themselves and their futures. You have reached your destination. This podcast was produced by Telltale Media and the Human Sciences Research Council in partnership with the Mastercard Foundation. For more awesome content like this, please hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts and you'll be notified whenever new episodes are released. Lastly, if you're enjoying this series, leave us a rating or review. We'd love to hear from you. Next time on Hustling the African Dream.
4: Malawi is a very, very poor country. It's in in the bottom 10 that are underdeveloped and very poor. And Malawi is there. And in terms of income levels, people do not have very few people in the middle class that way they can save up to be able to buy a car. As a result, the majority of people have to rely on other people's transport or even public transportation. But there is no regulated public transportation network that people can rely on. For example, there's no bus network that people can rely on that
1: can take them from one point to another, especially within the city.
4: I use a motorcycle very often, right? Very often.
1: Yes.
4: Uh, the reason is that where I stay, taxis do not
3: reach only motorcycles reach there, so I use them. Motorbikes are not very, very safe compared maybe to other means of transportation. The other accident, I lost a lot. Oh. So I hit a pavement. A pavement. It has affected my life a lot because my left leg was damaged. Oh, sure. So As you can see, yeah. I'm using crochets Yeah, to walk. Yeah, it seems... To-